Hello and welcome, folks, to episode 122 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters from the United Kingdom. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the true Mr. Six, and that wethead over there... Hi, hi, is Andy, <laughs> a.k.a. wethead. What's wethead? Just, you know, someone is, with a wethead. Is that is that an actual Northern saying, or have you, did you literally just, like, RJ retro it and it came out of your mouth without you thinking. No, we we generally say uh wetted. I don't know, it's just wetted. <laughs> Do you know Noel Gallagher? Uh yes. He I'm li- familiar with him. He lives by me. He lives by you? Yeah. Down in Hampshire. Saw There's the quite light. a few of them down there in Hampshire. See the light, come on down. There's a fair number of them live in a place called Henley on Thames as well. That that's where, yeah, that's where all the big rock star mansions are and stuff. Uh, so uh, that's Oxfordshire, though. I think that one. Yeah. Uh, anyway, good day to you. <laughs> good day, sir. Good, good day. day to you, sir. My head is wet. Sal- salutations and greetings. <laughs> <laughs> where are we going with this? I don't know where we're going for this. Welcome, everybody. We're back again for another episode of the ministry of dice it's been a long two weeks for you but here we are to orally pleasure your ear holes once again with some dice masters chat back one again with the renegade master deep or damage power to the people back once again with the renegade master we've got another kind of one of those episodes where once again there's been a lot going on but not a lot going on where's my cards <laughs> where are my cards <laughs> on a tangent uh for mod extra if you don't know that's our monthly nerd live twitch stream uh and the movie that we've got prepped for next time is uh lock stock and two smoking barrels which i watched the other night and um every so often i keep finding myself turning into a bit of a gangster <laughs> from east end in it <laughs> where's my Effin and Jeffin Dice, which kids. <laughs> yeah, it started to get a little bit silly over this side of the ocean, folks. Uh, I hope everyone in North America are enjoying their cards, but um, we definitely, there was a post just on the UK Dice Masters players page where our man Mark, hi Mark, was just like, what's going on? Can someone please just tell us? <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm basically, you know, to put it out there, I'm, be, I'm being told by WizKids, well, it's now in the hands of the distributor, and the distributor continue to ghost me. I went up there this week. Oh, right, okay, yeah, sure. And what was the conclusion of that? Inconclusive. Inconclusive. It's, it's <laughs> Andy's, <laughs> Andy's now the proud owner of a countertop display of House of X. <laughs> <laughs> it started off all friendly, ended up with me repeatedly slamming the dude's head in my car door. Oh, it- <laughs> well yeah, that's that's decidedly not friendly no it's, it's just holding a knife to my, my son's throat so, oh right. no hold on that's like Socrates smoking barrels again um hold on hold on, hold on. <laughs> apples and pears how's your father's oh, fanny's your aunt god blimey cockles and pears cockles and eels eels and jellies i wouldn't make a very good cockney did you know my wife hates pearly kings and queens have we had this conversation before <laughs> i knew that you've told me i don't know whether you've mentioned it on the record though she's got a button phobia so as a result of them wearing only buttons yeah well that that certainly would have an impact on someone <laughs> with a button phobia i would imagine <laughs> anyway no, no dice master stuff yet in the uk 
Hope you're enjoying it in America. It's called Quumpaunophobia, the fear of buttons. Is it? You check yeah. you, your ninja, with your ninja Google skills. Yeah, absolutely. A little known fact for the listeners there. Fear of buttons is called Quonaunophobia. I don't even know how to pronounce that. It's, that looks like a very complicated word. Button Moon was a harrowing time for a child. <laughs> <laughs> that would, yeah, that would be disturbing, those eyes. <laughs> yeah, so not a lot to report. However, I have had my countertop display, so um, that will segue us neatly into our usual first segment. What have you been up to in the last two weeks since we last recorded, my friends? I was shuffling it on. Um, yeah. Played some games with you. Mm. What have we done since last time? We've had two games. Yeah, we have. Two yeah, games was, of... Was two weeks ago. I'm trying to remember two weeks. What was two weeks ago the one where we... I don't know. We, that was the week before. It's you show it. No, the, two weeks ago you unboxed your uh, your Dark Phoenix cards. That's right. Uh, which was nice. You got the Mystique Super Rare, mm-hmm. which is lovely. Yes. You got a beautiful i'm giving i'm just like talking over what you did um just to <laughs> live my life through you with you and your counterpop display um <laughs> you had a beautiful beautiful f- full art uh rally yes yeah it's a lovely card that very one. nice um yeah. and then what was you got the you got some good you got the some good super rares um yeah it was um what was my other super rare Oh, no, you had the Mystique because you played it the week after. And you had, it was, is it the Jubilee? It was the Jubilee. Yes, Bloody it well was, was, Jubilee. It was Which yeah. is one that I very much like. So I'm looking forward to when I get mine and I get absolute Super turd Rogue. ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Super Rare Angel. <laughs> Super Rare Dave from the local garage. <laughs> right. Uh, but anyway, so we did that. And then on last week, you tried out your beautiful new cards. I stuck with the, the similar team to as we spoke about last time with the Proxy Colossus. I keep trying to say Cyclops, but it's Colossus. Um, yes. I put in Power Almighty so I could spin stuff up um, yep. and use it for ramp, which was a good, good pick <clears throat> that you said last time we played what was that? i was like yeah i really should have done that um and uh it prevailed again and i was really th- i'm not playing it tonight you'll be happy to hear i did want to but i thought that you might get a bit salty because it is good um well i mean it wouldn't be so much about the salt there is some part of me that wants to try and defeat it although the team i built tonight's um, probably not strong enough but uh it'd be more about the viewer experience it'll just get repetitive won't it Sure, you, you tell yourself that every time we play, and you're like, "Ooh, that's a strong team." Don't fancy my chances tonight, and then you, you go ahead and batter me. So um, uh, you're closing the gap, though. What's the score this season? I now? believe it is eight five. Maybe eight five. So we're getting there. But this team tonight is cobbled together of things I wanted to try. It's, it's not really well thought out, but it's. Uh, it's have like, you proxied? Have you proxied in? No, it's not. Nothing from Dark Phoenix. Oh, right, okay. I, couldn't be I mean, that would have been cool that. if you had it done. All right. I, I, I barely find the dice for the cards that I have, <laughs> let alone trying to fart around to sort of try and proxy anything. Um, yeah, and fair. I don't see anything wrong. I, just, I don't like, we were talking about proxying before we started. I don't really like doing it. Uh, uh, no, just, sure. Just the, the, the whole kind of tactile and, and visual aspect. I like to have the stuff to use it. It's, I don't see anything mm. against it if you don't. But I like to have it. It's a material 
thing for me. I like to have and have the cards on me and, you know, use them, let alone the fact that I can read them. But, you know, um, yeah, I, I like it. It looks nice. That's why, like, playmats, I need a playmat. It would really bug me not to. And there's nothing wrong if you don't have a playmat, but I like the, the tactile neoprene all laid out for you. Looking all <laughs> We're nice. all about the bling. All about the bling. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, so but, I mean, I like, to, I like to the ones I play with regularly. It's not even just owning the cards. I like to have the foil version of the ones I use on my teams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a, a nice thing about having like the the extra special ones for the characters that you like. Um, yes. So, uh, so yeah. So tonight, I'm not going to go into any more details because else we'll lose content for next episode. But it's sure. uh, it's a bit of a fart around team of things that I want to. It's, it's like I want to try this thing. So I'll put some stuff with it that might help it, but I don't know if it'll work or not. But yeah, that's how it well, goes. Got to, always got to have a first draft of something, haven't you? You know what I mean? In Dealy do. And speaking of first drafts... Uh, is, it, is that... Is that your, yeah, is that your cue to yeah. me to speak about my team? Yeah, so the Super Rare Mystique, I was... Uh, obviously, you pull a Super Rare, especially a good one like Super Rare Mystique, you're going to try and make a team out of it. So I made... It was a bit... Again, it was a bit of a mixed match of stuff because I had the Super Rare Mystique... And sort of did a brotherhoody thing with the Magneto, the loyalty counter Magneto. But then I used Radicalization to give her the X-Men affiliation so that I could use her ability when I fielded X-Men as well. And then I went with the Ramp Gambit, so he would be my mass character to KO and refield to give Magneto loyalty tokens, but then also do loads of nice removal with the Mystique. And then, because I was doing loyalty tokens, I chucked Moira on there because I thought, well, if I'm going to be refielding a three or more cost X-Men character, that's more loyalty tokens. And then I put Living the Dream on it. I just kind of tried to do too much, I think. However, that said, even though I had a long setup, once the machine got going, it was pretty decent. Yeah, you you um, you re-rolled away Lethal. I, I did, yeah. So, uh, folks, I mean, the, the video is there for all to see. Um, but I had an initial, uh, I had a roll, and there was two sidekicks, I think, if I remember right. And I re-rolled one of the two sidekicks because I needed to, I think I would, but the problem was I needed a shield to use the radicalization global on right. Mystique. That's I think that's what it was. or some, you know, I, The re-roll wasn't just, me casually re-rolling i was looking for some an energy of some particular type i can't quite remember i had an asker out in the field she was who i was using to get gambit on the cheap and magneto on the cheap but gambit's low statted on his level one and level two and i I think well i just had a little load of weenies didn't i basically did you filled it up and i didn't really get rid of your field feel the need to uh, and nearly came a cropper um, and that, that gambit, you, you, you didn't think it did too well when, at the end of the game, but it worked for you. It did some, did a good job of, um, you know, churning some extra dice, getting some extra dice through a couple of times. You, I can't remember what it does, but you drew, you fielded it and you drew another one, rolled it, fielded it, got another one. So it was, it was definitely yeah, doing a job it's, for you. Um, yeah. You draw on the burst face, which he is on two of his three levels. You draw two dice and then you get, you choose which one you want to. Pit, roll and then you put the other one uh, in the use pile I think it is or back in the bag I, I can't remember precisely I think it's in the use pile so it was yeah, it was nice churn because you, you get to choose which one you keep and um, because I had Asker out and I was buying the gambits for one mask a piece I had four going around so I drew a, I 
played a gambit, drew a gambit, rolled it, played a gambit, drew a gambit, rolled it. And then so, yeah, started, it, was making me roll my characters to energy face from you doing that. So it was like dual purpose. Yeah. You were churning and you were removing stuff off my field. And I was like, oh, hello. And giving Moira loyalty counters. So it, it, as an engine, it was good. It was a bit of a, a long setup. But once you got there, it did its did its job very well. Yeah, absolutely. But I think uh, with a tinker around and maybe a tighten up, it might get there. Uh, Gambit's fielding cost is definitely a problem. Yeah. It, with it being at least one if on level one and two and then two on level three. That was hurting me in terms of my ramp. So that, that was a bit of an issue. I think it, it might be a case of st- stripping it down a bit. I didn't buy the Living the Dream at all either. So it, I think it's either make a Living the Dream team or make a removal team and try and drive your damage through with one or the other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What does Living the Dream do again? Uh, so Living the Dream is the one where if you've got... Th- three or more loyalty counters on your team, it gives all your characters plus one attack and overcrush. Right, yeah. It would be nice if, well, it wouldn't have been for me, but it would have been cool to have seen it fire off. Yeah, that's right. But I chose to go for the kind of removal option, and so I was spinning your stuff out with the Mystique game effect. Which is really annoying. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, there's actually a there's actually another Magneto that does it as well. When a Brotherhood character is fielded, uh, I think, I think it's when a Brotherhood character is fielded. So maybe that's the way to go. Mystique and Magneto, and she's and only a, she when a villain's fielded. She's villain or Brotherhood. She's got two affiliations. That's when one's and, fielded, you spin it down. So like you could field a Brotherhood character and then lose your opponent would lose two dice out of their field into energy to then go to used yeah one one for magneto one for misty yeah let me just double check that though while i'm you know saying it on a hot mic hot just check, mic just check the uh magneto game text like a magic mic he was hot yeah it's uh master of magnetism is a uh, five cost this one it's the rare and he's got he's got team watch spin target opposing character die to an energy face of your opponent's choice. So it's basically the same game test. Same thing. What energy is he? Mask. Ugh. And then he's also got the villainous pack global on him as well. So he's basically if you've got Aska, he's a free cost. Yeah. Oh. And Mystique, yeah. what she is? She a mask as well. She is a mask as well. Yeah. Ah. So may, maybe that's maybe I split the team into two. And try and do the Gambit Moira thing. Although the removal was nice, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, imagine that. Imagine I, f- I filled a... I bet there's some cheap, basic brotherhoods you can get. Yeah, there's like a three-cost toad. There's no two-cost, though, other than Mystique herself. Right. So you're a bit but she, she's got villain as well. So uh, one of the other things I was using was my Kree soldier, wasn't I? Of course. Or that, or that captain yeah. that gets the massive buffs. He's not that expensive either, is he? No. Although some of the Brotherhood car- characters only have Brotherhood, not villain. Right. Not all of them have both. Well, there you go. There's, there's some exciting things that I can't try out. <laughs> well, you could proxy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, did you get that gambit, the gambit that removes everything? Yes, I did. It's it interesting did. you should mention that one. <laughs> oh, dear. Mm. What, what, what's, it, what's that, when fielded? 
Removing um, thing in your opposing field. It's something really yeah, just, quite just strong. For, just, from, just from memory, when fielded, if you have fielded no other character dice this turn, re-roll all opposing character dice. Move any that roll an energy face to their use pile. You may not field any more character dice this turn. Five cost mask. X-Men affiliation. Mask again. Subtitle, I like solitaire. One 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 two 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 four four. All all from entirely from memory that. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I did get that. He's the uncommon. So yeah, there you go. So that's the Dice Master stuff. And I had uh I was playing around with some Dark Phoenix saga stuff with our man Joe from the CR Game Room crew. Ooh, journey. I've heard from yeah. him for a while. No, yeah, so just uh playing around with some stuff again uh, he, he had a really nice team that he put together i did record the game actually so i might post it on the youtube channel let me know if you'd like me to do that folks um so yeah there's that and then on the non-dice masters front um over easter weekend saw some family so got a couple of the more kind of party style games out and played skull i don't know if you know that one uh no no, it's like a it's a bluffing and a bidding and bluffing kind of game, uh, but it's a good one for you know when you're on the wine and you're uh, messing around. And then we played a bit of You Got Crabs, nice, yeah. So a little bit of kind of light party game type stuff uh, over Easter weekend. I tell you, I tell you one thing I did do since we last recorded. What did you do since we last recorded? Well, my friend, the people have spoken. Oh. The people have spoken uh, and confirmed, the community have confirmed decidedly that the Ant-Man dice is grey. They're all wrong. You're all wrong. Right, so... uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just laughing and thinking about it right now. So I posted the poll on Facebook saying, is it grey, is it blue? Uh, We had something like 25, 26 people vote. So thank you to everyone who got involved in our little bit of fun. Yes, uh, 13, vote, 13 votes for grey, five votes for blue, and then a couple of added poll options. A few people voted for the just don't play the colour <laughs> format because it starts these sorts of arguments. And then uh, our man, Ronathan. Hi, Ronathan. He posted that it's actually periwinkle silver, which is still not blue, so that's fine by me. So that's all fine. But then on Twitter... <laughs> On Twitter? I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even go on Twitter. <laughs> well, don't you? I'm not fully convinced. <laughs> but on Twitter, out the blue, uh, I'm just bringing it up in front of me now. I got copied into a tweet from the uh, Federation of Elite Dice Masters players <laughs> stating that uh, it's blue. Well, end of? Yeah. Um, with a, a PhD card image. Uh, and following every other Andy England they could find on on Twitter. And then one of the votes... And they still wouldn't have found me. (laughs) (laughs) And then one of the votes for it being blue on Facebook was by a gentleman called Marshall Higginsbottom, whose employment is listed as the Federation of Elite Dice Masters player and lives in Andy's place. Not sure if I should be flattered or scared. I know. <laughs> it verged a little bit on the creepy. 
Although I believe and so, corporate uh, at uh, the Federation of Elite Dice Masters plays have started the legal uh, proceedings to remove the, <laughs> the, the 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 page, the fake account. Yeah, yeah, you do all your business on MySpace. <laughs> exactly. So that was all a bit strange and creepy. So I messaged you saying, "Is this you?" You were like, "Twitter." <laughs> no so there you go but the people have spoken the people have spoken whatever until jimmy comes on and tells us the exact name of the paint used in the dice i will not be convinced it's interesting you should say that oh (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you are so lucky you didn't have to get a beat then (laughs) because i did in fact message jimmy to confirm the color of the ant-man die yeah he said he doesn't know. He'd have to check. <laughs> <laughs> he said, if we, we've done an Ant-Man die. <laughs> yeah. Is that released yet? <laughs> Don't talk to me about releases. We used to have hair. The poor man's bold now. <laughs> oh dear. So there you go. That's something else I did in the last two weeks. <laughs> right. Should we get on with the feature segments? <laughs> What, what, what are those featured segments? Well, I'll let you and the audience know. So we'll do a quick community focus. Uh, there's some events coming up that regular listeners will be aware of, so a quick reminder of those. Then, in light of the fact that one of those events that we're involved in is coming up, we're going to have a little bit of a chat about preparing your team, team building, and getting yourself ready for a, a face-to-face event of that nature and how you go about well i suppose just talking about our methodology in terms of building a team and then extra special treat folks because andy here has been away in his cube ranch once again uh, and prepared a quiz for me and you know that you folks can all join in on too and i've got no idea what it is so we'll find out about that one when we get to that bit yes you will and with all that said and done, especially with this massive intro we've done here now, that should bring us to the end of the episode. So, should we crack on? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, on to the community focus. This is London calling. Here is the news. Yes, okay then, folks. So here is the news, and it's just a quick reminder about the two upcoming uh, events well the two upcoming larger events that we're aware of uh, and a quick reminder that if you have an event you would like us to mention in the community focus then please do get in touch we'd be happy to do so uh but the first reminder is for the uk games expo we're just six weeks out now <sighs> taking place on the saturday saturday the 4th of june this is of course at the uk games expo convention that takes place in the birmingham nec Tickets are available for sale on the UK Games Expo website, but I'll make sure there's a link in the description down below. And keep your eyes and ears open around the uh, Brit Roller 6 blog uh, in the coming days, or maybe a bit longer than that, maybe a week, uh, because I'm going to start publishing the prizing imminently. <laughs> so if that's, what, if that's what you've been waiting for, then I'm going to start drip feeding some of the info about that out soon quick reminder that it is a WizKids endorsed event so we do have some prizing being provided to us by WizKids. I don't know what that is and I don't like to speculate <laughs> as I've mentioned many times before until the envelope is in my hand. Or Archie um, Billy's all round. One, one would hope or Hellfire Galas or you know it could be Kryptonites. 
<laughs> foil kryptonite. <laughs> Some prismatic sprays. Yeah. Uh, Terry McGuinness and Melinda May. So he's for days. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, uh, I've been, it's been indicated to me what it might be, but I don't like to say um, until it is oh, here it? in my hands and the way that shipping is, I don't like to, you know, commit. So uh, that's the UK Games Expo. It is a chargeable event. Uh, and don't forget, you'll also need convention entry to come and take part too. So we'd recommend that you come for the weekend. Come and get involved with the Games Expo. And enjoy a Saturday afternoon playing Dice Masters as part of that experience. Hell yeah. I would have thought that there'd be quite a lot of you out there, certainly in the UK, that would be planning to go anyway. So uh, join us for the afternoon. Roll some dice. Make some dreams. Make some dreams. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's modern modern constructed, no restrictions other than the standard WizKids ban list. I know that some out there are getting a little bit nervous. Uh, about the fact that we still haven't heard anything about the Dark Phoenix Saga release. If you take a look on the event page on BritRoller6, you'll see that uh, I clearly stated that uh, set legality will be determined by the most up-to-date modern rotation list up to one week preceding the event. So if Dark Phoenix Saga doesn't come out, then we'll have to just proceed without it. Which I think is more than fair. Although sad. Yeah, very sad. It would be lovely to get all those nice new cards out there, but if it ain't out... Then it we'll ain't keep, out. <laughs> we'll keep it an even playing field. And uh, Rob Pettifor, just before you know, you, you go leaping onto Discord right now, or WhatsApping me, or instant messaging me. That's released in the UK. I'm very explicitly UK release date. <laughs> yeah, real, actual, in the shop state. In the UK. In the UK. No, no smart. Well, it was released on the 9th of March in North America, and I've got mine. Because <laughs> I know that's what went through your head just then when I said that. <laughs> it ain't going to wash. <laughs> so that's event number one. Number two is an online event. Quick reminder about the DM North two-team takedown that's kicking off. So when, when's this coming out? On Monday. Monday. The deadline for signing up is this Wednesday. Wednesday, the so, 27th of April, 2022. Yeah, so get moving quick, folks. Uh, the last I heard, they, they're capping the player entry at 32, and the last I heard is that they have, have 20 people registered right now. Right. So Ooh. if you are interested, A, time is running out, and B, there's an extra element of pressure because the time is running out and you may get pipped to the post. So if you are intending on playing, get yourself registered, get yourself involved. Uh, that's with a view for the actual event to start on Monday, the 2nd of May. Again, I'll make sure the uh, link for all the information is in the show notes down below, uh, but you can also find it on the dm-north.com website if you click on the two-team takedown all out little kind of button in their sidebar there it'll take you to all that you need to know about that in out in out shake it all about yep you do the hokey cokey then you turn around that's what it's all about all about all about that's what it's all about northern monkeys Mm. and that's it that's it for uh (laughs) one online and one face-to-face uh relatively large events or i hope the uk games expo one could be a large event uh but again i'll reiterate if you have got events taking place even if it's just at your local store and you want us to put the word out and see if we can hustle you up one or two uh, local players that might not be aware you've got something going on then send us an email just go on over to britroller6.com scroll down to the bottom you'll see a big contact us button you can click that and send me a note or tap us up on facebook or discord and we'll happily 
put the notification the word out for you does the the website tell us who signed up or do we just know that a, a ticket's been sold uh what on the uk games expo yeah uh the website just tells us how many tickets have been sold i can get a list from the admins over at the uk games expo I just don't bother asking no problem if you have signed up and you are listening and you want a shout out let us know we will give you a shout out on this internationally acclaimed podcast for sure yeah that might help yeah name yeah, and lights <laughs> ah <laughs> that was for your name and lights <laughs> all over broadway <laughs> lunch at sardis <laughs> Uh, okay, well, that's the community focus. Uh, uh, there's not much more else to say there. So uh, should we move on to the team building segment? Oh, uh, we oui. Okay, let's do it. Symbium. Okay, welcome back then, folks. And so off the back of that community focus, we thought it might be nice to talk about tournament preparation, tournament team building. It's a subject we covered a few times in the past, back when these things were much more frequently. But I don't think it's a subject we've talked about a great deal, probably, well, at minimum for two years, if not no. three years. So we kind of thought we'd revisit that. Can um, specifically, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. In fact, putting the we said that's the subject of this featured segment, but you might find the two of us just sitting there going, uh, how do you make a team? Social interaction with human beings. Face to face. Yeah, it's going to be challenging, but we need to prepare teams. And I suppose if you're looking at this from the point of view of creating teams for the two-team takedown, for example, which is an online event, then the human being social interaction bit is not quite as bad because just headset on isn't it and yeah and you're away um but i know that there's some people out there that during covid have discovered the great game of dice masters maybe thinking of going to uh, the uk games expo or signing up for the two-team takedown tournament but thinking oh i'm not really sure how to go about doing this how do i approach this so that you know i'll give it a good go that's where we're here we're here to help you (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> with our expertise and uh high level dice masters credentials <laughs> <laughs> do you want to speak to an ex uk national champion <laughs> not according to the win <laughs> just the win system uh, boom did it sh- right, right well, the dice well, back well, um <laughs> true story <laughs> right so uh where do we start then let's let's start off with what team are we going to put together? How do we put together a team? I've had an idea. You know, I've played a few games. It's been fun. How do I put together a team that's going to give a good, solid performance in the tournament? Yeah, I mean, I think that's quite tough right now. Uh, uh, I mean, the answer, the immediate answer is you want to take a look at what's what's in the meta. That's the kind of standard stock answer, isn't it? That uh, do a bit of meta analysis and uh, kind of review what's popular, what's proving successful. Uh, the challenge right now is that we're on the you know dawn of a, a kind of new phase with the release of new cards, um, so it's a little bit trickier to do that. But I, th- I still think that's where you begin. You start taking a look at uh, well. Before that, you need to make a decision how you want to play, I suppose. I think you need to have a look on the YouTubes and on the Facebook Unlimited and the uh, Discords. Read up on stuff that people are playing with and what they're talking about. Yeah. How it works. 
and to so, some extent, sorry, if you like it. Yes, yeah, that's what I was uh, alluding to. You need, kind of need to decide what you sort of, uh, how you want to play, what what speaks to you, don't you? What's your play style? What you think will be fun? We're certainly very keen for the UK Games Expo to be about about the fun. fun of it. Yeah, I, I'll certainly be keeping an eye. The two team takedown teams will be published, and they're uh, you know all out, full on, modern constructed. So I'll certainly be keeping an eye on their team lists a short while before the UK Games Expo event takes place just to you know, spot any trends, see what cards are rising to the top. I mean, there's some stuff that you can predict from the Dark Phoenix Saga set, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know. So if the Dark Phoenix Saga does drop and people pull it, Master Mold is going to be at that event. It is, but... and you, you, Yeah, it, it is, and you're going to have to think about it. But it's a super rare in a set so not everyone's going to have it. No, sure. But I, I'm just saying, in terms of that kind of meta feel, while I'm saying that at this moment in time, it, it may be a little bit of a challenge to get a full sense of what's going on. There is some stuff you can reasonably go, well, you know someone's going to rock up with a Master Ball team. You know someone's going to be playing around with that Super Rare Jubilee. Yeah. There'll be Becky's God Catches, all of those kind of things in the mix. I've got no doubt. Yeah, Infinity Gauntlet, Super Rare Thors, uh, Iceman's uh, from the X Men Forever campaign box. Right on, uh, is it right? Yeah, right on schedule, isn't it? Iceman, uh, right on schedule. Yeah, Green Lantern humans. You know, and, and what it may well be a case of actually is when you're getting a feel for both the team you want to build, but also getting a sense of what you might be facing on the day, is that. So some of those we've named have been win conditions for some time now. There's stuff we've seen being played. And when you're casting your eye over the Dark Phoenix saga stuff, it might be a case of saying, well, not necessarily looking for what the team is that someone's going to pull out the bag. Although definitely, you know, I think rare cables, um, master molds, you know, these are things, rare Colossus Piotas, these are things that to be on the lookout for. But it is also about saying, well, what might enhance or bring a fresher twist to win conditions that we've kind of got into a bit of a pedestrian groove with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I suppose you then have to decide what you want to put on your team. Which one of them do you want to go for? Which one of them do you have? And then what, what do you need to support it? So say if you chose, let's say you chose a, let's go obvious, so a Becky Lynch team. What do you need to support it? You need to, to support it with ramp, removal, and some defense of your own. Mm-hmm. So you need yeah. to build your team in and around. There's some pieces that go with it, like the Booker T. Um, yeah, the, the old uh, ringside and outs of globals. globals. Yeah, Jerry Lawler. Uh, yeah, uh, the Eddie Guerrero. So there's things within the, uh, uh, just a little bit of a search around, having a look at a few games sure. online that you'll be able to kind of suss out, see if you want to go that way, if there's something else that you've got that might do a job similar or or better. Mm. Um, well that's it so there's an example actually because Eddie Guerrero and Istrid Horn Eddie Guerrero from WWE Istrid Horn from the D&D they're both global cancellers but now there's the, the Gladiator Global on the scene isn't there there is so which is the reprint of the Fiendish Fighter which is Doom Caliber Knight yeah. yeah so you can pay a fist to prevent your opponent from using globals on your cards which then takes things like static fields and your can globals out the picture so that, that, there's a prime example, of, you know, like you're just saying, well, is there something better now? Well, that, that, that's a great example. 
So I'd be very surprised if there isn't Becky, Becky Lynch teams that are then made up of the ringside announcers and a Doom Carbon Light Global. In fact, that's a winning team there. You don't need four other cards. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But yeah, you're right. There's there's an example just off the top of my head of what you're talking about. You know, so you've got the construction, like you say. What's my sort of standard support? I need to protect myself from globals like static field. Um, I need my my damage maximization, which is your force block and your double attack. So you've got your idea. You've put together your ideas of a team, but that means nothing unless you practice with it. True story. So get out there. Onto the uh, the Discord, onto the looking for a game, set something up online and give it a go. Or maybe you are blessed with friends. And if you do, they may want to play with you as well. And you could play against each other to try out yeah. what works, what doesn't work, what you prefer. I always find like, I mean, I'm one that I need to play. I need to play the team a number of times yeah. to, to work out and how it meshes and to stop forgetting things. That's one of the biggest downfalls I have. Like the example, like that. Do you remember that dragon team? I played it a few yeah. times. Like I'll forget to do stuff. Like one of them means that you you can play an action, uh, or if you play an action, you do a damage. The dragon, the half dragon, when you field a dragon, does damage. Like all that kind of stuff, and I forget. Uh, and it's, it's so easy to forget the nuances of each like card and their interactions, etc. And that could cost you. Just cost you the game if you forget like two or three damage, um, which could have swung you the game because then you know you know might have done something different. You might have eaten something else through. So practice to 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 know the cards. Practice to to not forget what you're doing. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, and all, all the the age old pros from back in the day would say, at the very least, you need your first three turns boxed off. Yeah, you, your first three turns you need to, to have a good idea of what you're going for first, how you're getting things set up, what you're going to buy. That shadow of a doubt. Yeah. And of course, your man, Mike Plum, used to say that you should uh, also prepare yourself for the abs- for all the worst outcomes. Yes. So not just practice the team, but you know, handicap yourself. Take some globals out of the picture that you might ordinarily rely on. What happens um, if you roll the worst possible outcome? What would yeah, you do? Yeah, how would you respond to that? So, yeah, the practice is is not just about uh, kind of learning a routine by rote, although there is an element to that, I think, with the first three turns, but it's also about developing strategy, like reactive strategy for the types of things that you might want to face. So uh, for many years now, Andy and I, you know, you've, you've asked me specifically and said, can you build a team like this? I want to see how i fare against that and i have done you know gone away and yeah i think there was a you asked me to build a god catcher once god catcher team so you could get a sense of what what it feels like and what advantages and disadvantages you would experience against one of those yeah yeah 100 so if you've got a friend out there you can you can bounce off each other uh change up teams it's obviously if you're both planning on entering an event then you can try your teams and you can try kind of other teams against each other to see how they fare as well. Quite often I've done that and then you've gone, oh, actually, I quite like this one. And then you completely flip-flop over (laughs) to the team that you just literally just thrown together uh, to to go against your mate who wanted to try it out. Um, Or or then, you know, or more than likely add elements of those teams into it because something might work a bit better. Like, you remember that spider, like a team that, 
used a Spider-Man for removal, but then that Madam Web did a job a lot better. And then over time, you know, you get to kind of fit the, 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 the cards that suit how you want to do it. So yeah, practice, 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 which is all, all part of the fun. Tweak things. Don't be afraid to kind of change things out for something else. I'd say that if you've you got to enjoy playing it. Yeah, I mean, that's a challenge with these types of events, especially when there's prizes uh, on the line and the, the possibility, certainly with UK Games Expo, that they might be half-decent prizes as well. And certainly the stuff I'm arranging privately, uh, I, th- I like to think, are good. Yeah, the least of which is the oft-coveted Ministry of Dice wooden spoon, of course. Absolutely. That five-minute back rub <laughs> voucher. <laughs> uh, people are going to be fighting over that. Yes, yeah, I think they will. Well, your reputation precedes you, my friend. Um, but the uh, <laughs> I forgot what I was saying now about having fun. Yeah, there is. A, yeah, there's a fine line, and we we struggle with this a great deal actually. But we we do advocate for you know. I, I would always say, well, play the slightly weaker team if it's more engaging for you. You know, I, I think yeah, you'll find that. We are in one camp, and you may be, and there are plenty of other people who are in the, I find my enjoyment in the destruction of others, <laughs> no matter how it comes about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. This is not, this is not a, a game of participation. This is just me getting my, getting my own kicks. <laughs> smashing you to death (laughs) and and that is something that for the most part we at the ministry of dice do dissuade discourage uh penalize belittle (laughs) (laughs) i just generally frown upon but (laughs) but it is something to think about when it comes to team construction i think candy's right that we we generally take the view that does it feel right for you in terms of what the enjoyment of the event and does the playing uh, like Jocelyn mentioned this the other day actually on uh, the Double Double and Dice podcast? She was talking about a team that she played. It may have been the Godcatcher, I think. And she was like, "Yeah, it won, but I was bored out my brain. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't, I did not enjoy playing it." And I think that's yeah, that's that's definitely a factor. I mean, I certainly like it's well known. Uh, Andy certainly well knows that I'll, but I specifically will build kind of controlly teams because I enjoy playing control. Uh, I get my own little achievement unlocked pleasures out of making the smash face crowd sweat, uh, you know, with a, a view to lose the game, but make you work for it the whole 35 minute time limit on the round, you know, because that's what I find fun. Maybe that's worse. Is that worse maybe than the smash face? That might be, you know, now I've said it out aloud like that. It is, it is. <laughs> this, this from a guy who has been on the receiving end of that. impressive level of control um but yeah i think you're right but the other thing about the practice as well is seeking and understanding opportunities so because dice masters is a game with a communal element like basic actions and globals there's something about learning about how other teams work and run first so you know what's going on on the other side of the table but then secondly are there opportunities to seize upon that your opponent has brought for you you know so you you may elect not to have clayface on your team but it's likely that clayface will turn up in some competitive teams at an event of that nature so have you figured out how you might be able to make use of it or at least minimize them being able to use it better than you i'm not sure i said that very well but i think you get what i mean yeah it's like the the age-old kind of back when um pxg was prevalent and then people started to not take pxg because 
it was already going to be there from them uh, as, as on the other side of the uh, of the, the table because the yeah. opponent would bring that global. You can use that global just as much as they do. Uh, so a bit of chessing and thinking. I'd say that you know if you are relatively new, then there is nothing wrong with keeping it simple. I've often sat opposite someone that have gone right. So this does this. This does this. This does this. This combos with that. That knocks that out. That does this. That gives me two dice in here. That does this. <laughs> and, th- and then, th- okay, you'll go. And I've gone, okay, I'll attack with this. <laughs> I'll eight damage. How do you like that? You'll go. I'll have a cup of tea whilst I wait. So, like, <laughs> every every to- Wednesday night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't need to, 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 to go convoluted. You can keep it quite simple with a, ba- you know, a, a basic strategy. And if you've practiced it and it's solid, then, you know, you can do well. Um, and have fun and live the dream in the mid tables where the uh, where the legends roll. That's yeah, that's where the people like us will be having actual fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, there you go. There's a few pointers. Uh, please do get in touch, uh, tap us up if you want to talk about this a little bit more or elaborate on any of these points. Uh, and uh, obviously an open invitation, as always, to those who are listening who have had experience of playing at events of this nature, uh, who may have additional hints and tips um, to throw out onto Facebook, Discord, etc., etc. Uh, one last thing as well, actually. Andy mentioned about getting your practice in. If you are struggling to get your practice in, uh, but you're a bit tentative about taking yourself online to play. Don't forget, folks, that we have what I like to think is a pretty good comprehensive guide to getting yourself set up and started on playing online on the BritRoller6.com website, the least of which is some video guides, which I think are useful, but advice in there about what equipment to use, how to set yourself up, what the etiquette is. So if you go to BritRoller6.com and just hit playing DM online in the header bar, that'll take you into what we call the Mod Cribs Guide to Playing Online. Mod Cribs. Nice. Cool. I think yeah. we covered that quite well. If you haven't got, uh, if, yeah, if you want us to elaborate, then send us a message and we can, we can talk about it more or help any questions you've got. Uh, and yeah, let's, let's get back out there into the real world. Looking forward to seeing people at the UK Games Expo at the beginning of June. And, um, yeah, bring your hand sanitizer and your disinfectant <laughs> wipes. Absolutely. Don't, don't be going for my basic actions unless you have sanitized. Roger that. There's he heed the warning. Fair enough. Cool. No no disputes here. <laughs> <laughs> don't you put your grubby hands on my dice. <laughs> Why? All right. <laughs> All right, what's well, uh shall we get into some quiz time now? Let's do it. Okay, folks, here we are then. The Q branch is back. I've been Quizmaster the last couple of times, but the Quizmaster himself, the OG Dice Masters Quizmaster, has returned once again with a little bit of Dice Masters-related quizzy fun. Although, well, I'm assuming it's Dice Masters. I'm going to hand over to him now to let us know what's going on. Thank you for that introduction. Yes, I am the original Dice Masters quiz aficionado. Um, and I put together a nice little little uh, quiz for us today. Uh, and it's on the theme of the five lines of text. Hey! That thing that we have been developing and I've been expanding my game. So I've been looking at different cards. Most of these cards I- I've used on a, a semi-regular basis. Because my thoughts right. were, have I really been avoiding five lines of text have i not I, let's find out so i've got sure. 10 cards here what i would like okay. you to do i'm going to read them out 
Okay. And I want you to write down, and you can play along at home, if you think it's got less than five lines of text or more than five lines of text. All right. So you're going to read them out, and I have to kind of visualize how it's printed in the text box. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. if you write down how many lines you think it is, um, you'll get a point if it's over or, you know, if it's over or under, or I should say under or five or more. Yeah. And you'll get an extra point if you can get exactly how many lines it's got. Okay, so I've got to put over or under and then a line number guess. Got it. Cool. There's 10 in total. Okay. So let's, uh, let's see how this goes. <laughs> so, right. First one is Throne Brick. All right. Do you, are you going to read the actual game text or just give me the card title? Just give you the card title. If I give you the text, right. you can probably get a better idea. You should be able to visualize these in your head, especially that one. Yeah. That's one half the yeah. teams you build. It is. I do I do enjoy a bit of brick throwing. Okay, I've gone right. for uh Yeah, well yeah, uh, we'll go a... cool. We'll revisit at the end. I'll I'll, I'll uh, just go through them now. So you got that one, cool. Sure. So the next one is another basic action and it's target lock, which was a a personal favourite. I should use it more, it's good. Um is it equal to an under or equal to an over? Equal to over. So if it's got five or more or if Five it's or, yeah. four or less. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. got my guess. Now, the next one we've got is another one that we've both used quite a lot. It's pa- uh, Parasite Maxwell Jensen. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, here's a question. So yeah. are you including, like, um, yeah, reminder text in italics? Uh, good question. Yes, I'm, I'm including reminder text in italics, but I am not including globals. Okay. Right, yeah, okay. Made a guess. Okie doke. Next one, Ultraman, kryptonite-powered. Personal favourite. <laughs> hmm. Talking about tournament prep, I must have played a thousand games of that. Yeah, just trying to think. What's it say? When kryptonite? Tell you what, though, it dumps out your head quick enough. Couldn't play it for the toffee now. Okay, yeah. Got that's it. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Right, okay. Another one that I used uh, many, many a time against you and will be very prevalent on our YouTube videos for about three years ago uh, is Mimic Borrowed Talent. Uh, right, okay. Yeah, I've, I've just, I've gone right on instinct on that one. Uh, and along with that one that I spoke about in the last last segment is Madame Web, The Great Web Unravels. Ooh. They're two from the same team that I've played. We had a little spell, didn't we, before the uh, UK Nationals 2018 where we played the same teams repeatedly over and over again. Yeah, although that, I was thinking before, actually, we ought to knuckle down and do some UK games <laughs> expert <laughs> practice. <laughs> yes, we should practice what yeah. we've been preaching. Indeed. Uh, but I've got a guess for that one. Cool beans. Awesome. So the next one is one that uh, was very, very popular a while ago. It is Scarlet Witch. Careful what you wish for. Mm. Mm. Okay, I've made a guess. Okay, look, basic action. I'm not feeling very confident about this. <laughs> one, one that you should know well. Okay. Static field. Again, let me repeat, just the game text, not the global. All uh, oh, right. I think, well, that's definitely that, but how many lines? That. Okay. Cool. Number nine, Booker T, ringside announcer. Is that the one 
That's got a global on it, hasn't it? I think it's that and that. Okay. Cool. And then the last one is Catwoman, Kitty Cat. Slightly more obscure. Kitty Cat. Yeah, that is obscure. Can't even... Is that the one that's got all the weird re-rolling of... Oh, of stuff. Oh, you did that one. Yeah, I did. I feel like I've read that one before and it's got... Yeah, it is obscure, but it's all like some crazy re-rolling thing. Hmm. I'm going to say that and that. Okay, I think, you know, that's as good as it's going to (laughs) get. All bids are in. Cool. All right. I've just gone on. I've gone instinctual. I've just gone for first instinctual guess because I just think if I try and actually recall game text and suss it out, that, that way madness lies. Cool. Okay, cool. How have you done at home? Let's find out. Just going to find a little scrap of paper to jot some stuff down on. Cool. Right, so the first one was Throne Brick. What did you think? Uh, Throne Brick, I said it's under with three lines of text. You get a point for under, but it's got four lines of text. Ooh. Okay. And then Target Lock. What did you think about it? Target Lock, I said over with six. It is over, and it is six. Sweet. Good work. Um, Parasite Maxwell Jensen. That's one that like has been used a lot by us. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, less confident about this one. I said over with five lines of text. Well done. Spot on. Oh, I wasn't very confident about that one as well. Okay, uh, okay cool. Now, Ultraman Kryptonite Powered. Yeah, really wasn't sure about this one. Over with five. Under with only three. Ooh, that what is why <laughs> it was very. I liked it so much. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair uh, enough. Cool. Right, mimic borrow talent. Uh, I said under with three. It is under, but it does eek with four. Oh, four. Okay, so just one point for that one. Okay, uh, then Madam Web, the Great Web and Wavels. Uh, yeah, under with four. Under with three. Oh, jeez. Always just ever so slightly out, aren't it's just out, isn't it? Yeah. Um, cool. Number seven, Scarlet Witch, careful what you wish for. Um, under with four, I went for. Over with a stonking five. No way. Is it really? It's got five lines of text on that one. Fair enough. Yeah. Shatters the illusion that I don't use cards with five or four. <laughs> um, static field then. Nice and easy. Uh, under with one. Under with one, absolutely. Well, Blow don't ask me what it actually that. does. <laughs> no idea. Something about dealing, dealing just as things can only do one damage that turn or something. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. attacking dice do one damage or whatever. Yeah. Who cares? No one's going to use it. Um, <laughs> Booker T. Uh, I went with over with five. Only four. Ooh, Okay. It might be because of the global. I'm picturing like a really full text box, but yeah, yeah. the global does take up a chunk. And then sure. last, Catwoman, Kitty Cat, over with six. Now this is over, and it has a absolutely humongous seven lines of text. Seven, seven no lines way. of text. Um, I'm, gonna to, I'm gonna have to look that one up. It was on my is previous it? used pile. I was like, "What the hell is that doing there?" 
Is it some mad re-roll? It's some mad re-rolling thing. I'm sure of it. Oh, I can't remember. Hang on. I'll put it back in the past. I'm going into the team builder now for that one. When fielded, you may re-roll an active psychic character die you control. If it rolls an energy face, you may send that die to the use pile to KO target opposing character die with an energy type that matches the energy type rolled. If it rolled a question mark face, you may send it to the use pile to KO any target opposing character die instead. A re-rolled character face remains in the field zone and an energy face not sensor used, moves to the reserve pool. Yowie, zowie. <laughs> now, if you test that out, it does sound quite good, but I guarantee you I'm not the only person who's gone, ugh. <laughs> yeah, what well, it's hell? too hit and miss, though, isn't it? Because, you you know, you'd be looking across the table and going, oh, he's got an ice man, I need to roll a bolt. And then you'd, you'd just roll fists for days. And then the next game you'd play it, and you'd be like, oh, man, it's a, a Becky Lynch, I need to roll a shield. And then you'd roll, you know, that's when you would roll the bolt. Although I suppose in theory, it does say you may send that die to use, pal. So in theory, it is just a way of drawing and rolling a die out your bag, <laughs> basically. <laughs> it does say in the text, uh, not sent to the use, moves to the reserve pool. But it's an expensive way of doing it at a four cost. Yeah. Anyway, that's the quiz. You ended up. Uh, right, let me tot it up. Yeah, so uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Out of a possible 20 then, yeah. So just 50% on that one. Bang average. Um, There you go. How did you do at home? Did you play along? Did you care? Who knows? Let us know. (laughs) We're interested. (laughs) Have you heard of Catwoman Kitty Cat before? Have you used it? I don't think we'll get many responses to that one. But did you? If you did, make the effort. Let us know. Because it's a bit um, overly convoluted for my liking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great. Well, that was lovely. I like, like the theme of that one. That was nice. Yeah, like a little, a little fiddler for the end. Yeah, there we go. Okay, well, let's take us out into the outro then. Well, there we are then, folks. As all good things must, this episode of the Ministry of Dice has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. And we did. And we did, absolutely. Not a great deal to say now, really, as we No, usual bump. Check out our Twitch uh, channel. You'll see live gameplay every most weeks uh, on a Wednesday, (laughs) um, unless life gets in the way. We'll also do twice a month, we do our mod extra. That's very much a behind the scenes chatty chat about all other things nerdy um uh, movie reviews tv general bollocks um to come and join us we usually well chris especially usually gets quite drunk by the end of it um sometimes goes on little random ranty tangents um check that out on youtube yeah um and then the other thing that we do is our fighting fantasy which has got to be coming up quite soon that's a week on friday week on friday which will be what the friday coming as we 20 record? yeah 29th amazing so yeah that would be i need to buy that book i think oh yeah i've got the wrong one actually i've got the wrong one on the schedule it says island of the lizard king but it's not i did that and i won yeah it's Ooh. a different one tick 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 boom Mm. so yeah once we find out what the book is and by that which we'll be doing within the next 10 days uh, and uh, <laughs> we can see you we usually start about nine uk time takes a few hours 
have a good laugh. You can roll the dice for us, get involved, tell us if we should open the door or the box or the trap door. Always open the door. Always open the box. Or the alligator's (laughs) mouth. Um, Always drink the random liquid. (laughs) (laughs) Or rub it over your face. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get bitten by a snake two years ago? Well, lucky for you, that's just saved your life. That was amazing. Folks, we we have a running joke where we talk about the kind of, um, what did... um, or someone in chat called it the kind of moon logic, the randomness. And I said, you should drink it because you never know. It might stop you from dying later on. And then there was a section later on where it says, the snake bites you. And one of the options says, did you drink this random liquid earlier on? And we were like, yes, we did. What happens now? And it did, in fact, save Andy from the snake bite. <laughs> it was incredible. But then later on, getting bitten by the snake saved me from the spiky random armadillo things that was trying to eat me but because there was enough poison left in my blood they didn't but I got and they to, got poisoned I got, and i got to keep one <laughs> which served no purpose whatsoever <laughs> no purpose not, not so bad whatsoever um so yeah great fun so do come and join us if you can or if you can't you can always check them out on our youtube channel where chris is about to tell you what that youtube channel is <laughs> yeah well he is it's uh, mod extra games and collectibles however confession time once again i've still not got around to uploading them have you not no i have them they're all recorded uh, and if anyone <laughs> if anyone's been out there sat eagerly anticipating and waiting for them to go up they will go up uh, it's just they're very long videos so they take ages to render there's a few on our sister very much unused mod extra gaming channel oh yes they are still over there some of the some of the earlier ones we did so you can go check those out for sure in the meantime whilst we do a little bit of behind the scenes admin to make sure that you get the best possible service from your mod extra team absolutely being very corporate tonight yeah i'm sure uh okay then folks well uh we'll wrap that one up there uh we hope you enjoyed this episode we'll be back in two weeks i've been chris otherwise known online as the true mr six and i've been andy aka not rj retro <laughs> bye 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 you stole my bye 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 yeah i did Might as well be a head teacher at a school, you know what I mean? Oh, you could do that. You'd make a good head teacher. Oh, well, thank you, mate, but I have no interest in it. <laughs> I think you have to have a special qualification, don't you? Like a headmaster qualification. Nah. Isn't that isn't that a thing? Well, Hogwarts. All <laughs> oh, right. You equated me to Dumbledore. <laughs> you are a retro wizard, dude. <laughs> I most certainly am. Dumbledore doesn't wear Adidas though. Wow. But but he might do. Time uh, for him to start. Under the robes. Yeah. <laughs> under the robes he's got an Adidas shell suit from nineteen eighty three. 
Well, we certainly know he can. He likes a snappy three-piece suit. I know, right? Yeah. What went wrong there? That's a great question. Wearing his granny's nighty. That's that's the prequel that we need to understand Dumbledore's transition from three-piece suit to nightdress and hat. <laughs> <laughs>